ask questions, and book lessons at LessonFace.com. The Meet Your Mentor podcast is produced by LessonFace. Hi, and welcome to Lesson Faces podcast, Meet Your Mentor. I'm here with Lydia Harrell, our Teacher of the Month. Congratulations, Lydia. Thank you. Lydia's been teaching for about 10 years. Uh, she specializes in jazz and soul for voice, as well as she teaches ukulele. Um, and recently, she's been getting more noticed for her songwriting abilities. And she joined Lesson Face in November 2016. So Lydia, why don't you tell us what motivated you to start playing and singing in the first place? Well, it runs in my family. It started with my father who would play me all these movies with like tremendous soundtracks. Most of them were composed by John Williams. So I ended up singing things from Superman, Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, those kinds of things. And it's far back as I can remember, I was about two or three years old, I believe. And that's what started it. And my mother is a great singer as well. My father is a singer. He plays guitar and piano. He did it all by ear, but he was amazing. It even goes as far back as to my grandfather on my father's side. He was an excellent pianist as well. So, Who and what inspired you to keep going on? Uh, it started in your family, and then how did it continue on to you becoming a professional? Well, it my mother. My mother is my biggest fan. She always pushed me to make sure that I am always studying music. So even in high school where we weren't really allowed to do band and choir all four years, we found a way to make that work for me. So I was able to do that all four years in high school. And then when I got to college, I was studying music theory, singing in choral competitions, and I, I was classically trained. So I did some of that Stuff as well, like musical theater, things like that. The choir in my college had the opportunity to go to New York City and sing at Carnegie Hall as part of this giant choral event. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was wonderful. It was such a great experience. And that right there is what told me I definitely want to be doing this all of the time because it's such a good feeling to sing in front of people and make them feel good. Then because I'm from a small town in Michigan, we didn't have as many performing opportunities. So I did lots of karaoke bars, <laughs> sang with my friends, did some karaoke competitions, and it was good. We, You know, you have this audience, lots of fun. Then I was like, yeah, I definitely want to be singing with musicians and developing really good musical relationships with musicians on stage. So I moved to Boston to go to Berklee College of Music. I got accepted. I was ready to go. <laughs> and then I I just decided to come on out and check out Boston first. So I ended up getting a job across the street from Berkeley and met musicians that way, did a lot of networking, formed a band, and just went from there. I, first few years, I was doing a lot of original songs. And then later, I ended up doing a lot of covers and things like that for weddings and events as well. And that ended up being a lot of fun. So I ended up just not going to school until many years later. It's interesting. I just started going to Berkeley online just this year. Congratulations on starting that. How did you become a teacher then through all of this? Well, at one of the weddings I was singing at, 
the guitarist looked over at me and was like, why aren't you teaching? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure why I'm not teaching. And he said, you need to start teaching. It's, it's, you're great at it. And I know you would be great. So I'm going to send my daughter to you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I had my first student by just someone pushing me to do it. Um, and also I had always kind of been teaching before, you know, I'd have people walk up and say, I love your voice so much. How can I sound like that? And my answer would be, well, you're not going to sound like me. You're going to sound like you. You need to embrace who it is that you are as a singer and 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 love that and deliver that to people because no one else sounds like you. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, I'm teaching right now. So those two things are what got me started. That's really great. It just took that extra push to become an official teacher. Tell me a little bit about your experience on Lesson Face. How has that enhanced your teaching? It's been great. I really like how easy user-friendly the site is. Um, I also enjoy being able to work with people from all over the well, all over the world, really. I have a student in St. Louis. I have one in California. I even worked with one in China. It's been really great to be able to, to meet people that way and work with people this way. And I really love the interface. I love being able to hear them and see them because that's always a concern with people. How am I going to learn if I'm not standing in front of you? And I can tell you that Lesson Face figured that out. It's working. I happened to find Lesson Face on my Instagram feed because everybody's looking down at their phone. <laughs> and I happened to look down and see that and thought, this is neat. I need to find out what this is all about. And I'm really glad I did. What's your favorite part about teaching? My favorite part about teaching is watching people make progress. And I'm talking just the smallest bit of progress. It ends up being somewhat discouraging to some of the students when they're like, I didn't make that much progress. I didn't do that well. And I'm like, no, we have to celebrate the small victories. It's just like with the fitness folks, you know, they're, they're like, you got to celebrate these small victories. You didn't lose weight this week, but you, you clutched your belt one notch closer or whatever, you know, <laughs> things like that, or your pants fit differently, things like that. And it's the same thing with, with lessons. You just make the smallest bit of progress. It could be that you hit a higher note than you did last week. It could be that you hit part of this riff that you've been trying. Finally, you finally hit the first half or the last half. Let's celebrate. That is awesome. Or you finally sang in front of your family. A lot of people are afraid of that. And that's something I specialize in as well, stage fright. The best way to get over stage fright is to just do it. I know it seems like that's easy. And trust me, I have way more to talk about with that in actual lessons. But, you know, that's those are things to celebrate. You sang in front of someone, you hit that note, whatever it is. So that's my favorite part is watching people make just even the smallest of progress. Why don't you tell us a little bit about these competitions that you've been into lately? Back in 2013, I entered the Sarah Vaughn Jazz Vocal Competition. It's a long word, <laughs> long bunch of words. And I made it to the top five finalists, and we got to go down to New Jersey. I believe it was Newark. Newark, New Jersey, the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. It is a beautiful building. It's just gorgeous. And we got to go down there and sing in front of these tremendous guests, judges. One of them was Al Jarreau. Another one was Janice Siegel. Another one was Gretchen Parlato. I mean, it's just all these great jazz heavies, you know? It was so exciting to be able to meet them and sing in front of them. I did not win that competition, but I met some great vocalists. I'm still in contact with three of them right now, and they're wonderful. And I also got to do some networking, so it was a really great experience. 
Then in 2015, just on a whim, I just decided I'm just going to drive down to New York and sing this competition. It was a little bit different. It wasn't when you enter. You just kind of sign up and show up. And I drove down. It's called the Duke Ellington Jazz Vocal Competition. And it, they have it outside. I forget what street it's on, but it's somewhere downtown New York. And I sang my heart out and I met Duke Ellington's granddaughter and I won. And it was tremendous for me because I try so many times to win these kind of things. And it was just such a great feeling to finally win. Then in 2017, I was part of the Mid-Atlantic Jazz Vocal Competition. That was just in February. And that was in Washington, D.C. And again, I met these great vocalists. I met, there were six of us. So I met five really amazing talents there and met a really great band there as well. And well, we I won that one as well. <laughs> and what's great about that one is next year I get to sing in the festival with my own slot there in Washington, D.C. So I'm really excited about that. The very next day after the jazz competition in February, I got flown out to London. And the reason is because I was able to write a song with them in 2015 and it did really well. So they were like, we need you back here. We want to just have like a songwriting session with you. So I spent a week, just about a week in London, which is a dream come true. I'd always wanted to leave the country and do something like this and sing there, you know? So it was really great. And I helped write an album. I might not even be the singer on the album, which is different for me, but it was very exciting to be able to be part of something great. While I was there, I did have two opportunities to sing, perform like at an open mic and also at a jazz club in London. And that was just, that was tremendous. And again, it opened up more opportunity for networking. Networking is huge when you're a vocalist or when you're a musician in general. So that was great. Another thing that I've done in the past, and I've done it many times, is I auditioned for The Voice because... So many people have come up to me and said, you should do that, you know. And so I did. I auditioned about five times and I got called back, I believe, twice. Getting called back is awesome. So anybody who has auditioned and got called back but didn't make it to TV, do not be discouraged. You made it one step further than a whole lot of people did. It is hard to break into that kind of thing. To television, It's there's so many other factors than just the fact that you can sing. So... Eventually, I stopped going so many times because it just takes up so much of your day, but it still was a really great experience. And I have met some great people just standing in line waiting to audition. So those are a lot of my experiences with those kinds of things. Do you have any advice for students who might be looking into doing competitions or are on the fence about starting to do them? Well, the best thing you can do, and this goes for voice competitions or any competition you do, even if it's songwriting, go into it with the expectation of more than just winning. Because if you go in just expecting to win, there is a high chance you're going to be disappointed. And there's just no reason to do that to yourself, right? Go in there with the expectation of, again, networking, meeting new people and gaining some fans. Because let's face it, if you meet some people that love your music and you didn't win the competition, you just gain some new fans. You just gain some super fans, people that that are going to love you for who you are. And that's way more important than winning a competition. So just go into it with a broader expectation than I'm going to win. And that'll be much more satisfying. Yeah, that's really great advice. Instead of just focusing in on the one song or something that you're playing, 
try to focus in on some other people and who you can connect with. Well, cool. So why don't you go through a brief lesson in something that you feel is a specialty of yours? Okay, so most of my students come to me with, I want to learn how to do riffs. I want to do some runs. I want to do those melismas. And and they want to do it instantly. And let's face it, it doesn't happen instantly. It just doesn't. So the best way to approach that is to take it slower. Okay, and I'm going to give you an example of one. Whoa. Okay, how can I do that? You get all excited and you're like, can I do that today? Is that going to work? Like, let me try it. And then it goes into this big muddy, muddy mess. Whoa. <laughs> and you know what? That is normal. The important thing is to understand that in those riffs, each note is important. You have to separate each note and then take it slow. Whoa. And do it again. Whoa. And then you make it a little faster. Whoa. Whoa. And then you make it as fast as you want. Whoa. Whoa. And then you start to add some of you into it. Because let's face it, it's important to make it your own personal sound. So here's how I would do it. Whoa. Whoa. Anything like that. Have some fun with it. But before you can get to that point, you have to come back to the beginning and do it nice and slow. The other thing that is super important is making sure you are supporting it with proper breathing. So when you take a breath, make sure it is nice and strong. Whoa. Because if you're not breathing properly, it's not going to come out beautiful at all. It's going to be really tough for you to do and you're going to run out of breath. So many things are wrong with that. And that's something I specialize in as well. Proper breathing while singing. It is more than important. It is the foundation. In fact, I spend most of my first lessons with people just discussing that and going over exercises on how to breathe. So there you have it. Cool. Thank you very much, Lydia. It was great to speak with you and hear some more about your experiences. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Meet Your Mentor. And we'll see you next time. Ask questions and book lessons at LessonFace.com. The Meet Your Mentor podcast is produced by LessonFace.